okay. Steve Downs, the voice of Master Chief Spartan 117. Welcome to Quality Time, the KO Koala Entertainment Podcast. Anthony and Skyler will take it from here. Master Chief, out, out, out. Welcome to Quality Time, KO Quality Entertainment Podcast. My name is Anthony Nicolosi. Your mic went fucking insane while you said that. Really? Holy crap. And I'm Skylar Sokol, unshaven. I really need to shave today. I, 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 I feel kind of bad, but... People who are watching live, I can't... Can you? Are you impressed with the fact that I am literally posting the story to Instagram while I am saying this? Wow. While I'm multitasking at its finest. Great job. So anyway, Skyler. something happened today. I heard something did happen today. We woke up to a new gaming landscape. The crazy people at Redmond pulled off some more shenanigans and Microsoft bought Activision Blizzard and all King and freaking everything over there in California. Now, my question is, can it really be a new gaming landscape when Tencent owns like 90% of all gaming companies? So really, Microsoft is just a small fish in the sea, right? <laughs> well, actually, actually, eventually we're going to be talking about this, right? I'm sure maybe we'll start with this. But um, one of the first things lots of people on Twitter were talking about is like, yo, is this going to get blocked from an antitrust perspective? And the reason why a lot of the analysts um we're saying no very it's very unlikely is because technically the way the um fcc looks at gaming revenue the kind of revenue distribution in the gaming landscape first is tencent second is sony actually and third is microsoft interesting so basically the way this would shake out is like you're helping third be third yeah the, so i mean from the you know from an anti-capitalist perspective all three of those companies should have been broken up long ago right yeah. but like but but if we're if we're saying like oh okay it, it either we give the money to elon musk jeff bezos or whoever the third richest person is let's give it to the third richest person and we're right, still exactly. doing good for society <laughs> right no but, we, we should we should talk about that but yeah anyway that's technically speaking why i think it's going to there's also this other thing that's called um antitrust buyback or payback i can't remember the word a uh, fee that you pay as part of like closing out the it's like the fee you pay the government to investigate whether your antitrust right. is the way I'm interpreting it. Yeah. And it's like a $3 billion fee in this case. Right, and they paid it. So they're, they're, they're probably pretty confident it for, if they paid it, it is the sign of confidence. They think it's going to go through. So anyway, it's it's going to probably very likely I mean, go. Through. We've it, America nowadays, very rarely stops mergers. It's just <laughs> not a thing in modern cap, like American capitalism, unfortunately, but it's really not. So like, it just doesn't so it, happen. Yeah. I'll be going through. It, it's yeah. going through. And with the presumption that's going through now, some information before we get to talking about it, we're going to talk a lot about like all this crazy shit that could happen and all that. Remember, this merger is not official even until uh, Microsoft said fiscal year 2023. They hope it will be official by so June 2023. So likely none of these changes will happen until June of next year, if not maybe a little earlier. Yeah, for the people who are kind of paying attention to the Bethesda purchase, it was something similar. They announced right. it like 
a year plus it actually closing. Yeah. Um, so if you're looking you're to play Overwatch, Duty, yeah, yeah, it, what you're gonna say? You're not gonna see Call of Duty on Game Pass tomorrow, right? Yeah. Um, as much as I'm sure Microsoft would like to do that, because they would capitalize on the hype very well. I don't know. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I wonder if there's an element to that when they do these proceedings, why it takes time. Anyway, I um, manipulation of markets, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, one thing that's interesting from uh, just uh, just a side note, you mentioned that they just also released reports of the best selling games of 2021. Guess what? Three of the top five were Halo Infinite. No, they're Call of Duties. So, yes. So, Call of Duty. Call of Duty is always generally speaking the best-selling franchise. So, even as although I did see December was like the first time, and I don't know how long that on. Maybe it was just PlayStation, but that Call of Duty wasn't the top-selling game. Wow. On yeah, it was actually Spider-Man. See, this is why we have to support Sony. (laughs) Yes. Well, and also it was it was Spider-Man. I I think. Uh, Miles Morales, which uh-huh. is not, it's like a year old. Uh-huh. And I, I think it was probably helped by the kick ass movie per right. all accounts. Right. Yeah. But anyway, that was a side note. Back to the main topic. What was your very first thought, Skyler, when you heard the news? Uh, I can't believe that Microsoft is going to acquire literally the most scandalized video game company that currently exists. <laughs> was my first and- thought. <laughs> By saying that, do you mean like you do you take the fact that they did this as them like overlooking those things? Uh, Unless they I mean, they haven't done anything yet that's convinced me otherwise, Um, but we'll see going forward. Like they definitely have an opportunity here to like like talk about this very openly and be like, here's how we're going to improve these problems that were at Activision Blizzard and stuff. And maybe it's a strong business benefit for them to be able to show that they're going to like transform this company. But at the same time, like, I don't know. (laughs) I, I, I was, I was sort of in the boat to be completely honest that of just like let Activision blizzard die at this point. After all that happened, I was sort of just like, yeah, that just let them go. Like they had the good run, but this should be the end. And that is clearly not going to be the case. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that was, that was, was your, your first, first thought. thought. Was your first thought, oh my God, I can finally play Overwatch on Game Pass? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, from a consumer perspective, I actually don't really care about any of the Activision or Blizzard properties personally. Mm-hmm. I'm not really vested in any of them. Um, here's what my first thought was just about like from a strictly business perspective, how much this made sense because the uh, recent shenanigans happening at the all the scandals and all this the harassment whatever that's happening and the investigations have been happening have dropped the price of activision down of course this is kind of like a a buy on the dip sort of opportunity this is the what i was thinking um although the details of the deal actually they didn't really get them at like that crazy of a discount the way things shook out but anyway Buy on the dip. I mean, their games are then, still the best-selling games even after all the scandals. So it's not like so really they're on the dip. Them. They have intellectual property that is still like su- pulls in a ton. I'm sure WoW still has a shit ton of subscribers. No, yeah. and totally. From a business shebang. perspective, it makes total sense. Yeah. 
Well, and the other thing, okay, I I highly doubt in any way this was planned, but I like years in advance, but I do think it might have worked out recently. The ex head, I think it was the ex vice president of Xbox, his name is Mike uh, Ibarra. He left to Blizzard several years ago and recently, due to all of the fallout, became like head of Blizzard uh-huh. alongside his. Well, Bobby um, Kotick is still the CEO. Yes, he, but he's like the head of the whatever, the creative for Activision Blizzard. Okay. Right? So he's like a director. Um, yeah, I can find his name, uh, what his technical title. I think he's technically called like president or something like that. So anyway, he's there. Um, he's ex Xbox, right? Uh huh. So, and he's at the top now. The old studio head for Gears of War is now running Diablo recently after like the recent like shakeout at Diablo uh-huh. when they kind of like got things back on track. It was he was one of the people that came in and started helping running it. So there's a lot of head X, X a lot Xbox. of X head Xbox people over there. And I do wonder if like when shit started hitting the fan, they call over to Phil and they're like, yo, let's I, do something. This is like a, this is like some QAnon shit right now. <laughs> The, the, I mean, this, if I'm, if no, I'm, this talks. These talks had to have been going on before the scandals happened. There's no way these are that recent. I cannot imagine that. Think uh, about uh, any yeah. acquisition I've ever been a part of has been like a year plus long process, yeah. even to decide that it's happening. Let alone then afterwards doing the acquisition Which would also explain the lack of discount, right? Because no, totally, it was probably already mostly planned. The stock price is at around sixty-five-ish dollars. They're buying it out at like ninety-five dollars a share. It's like a, it was like at sixty-five today, right. for example. So where that ninety-five was established, right? Whenever this deal started moving, maybe the stuff hadn't really started taking off yet, right? right? Yeah. Um, and I wonder if now Xbox is scrambling to be like, shit, we're gonna have to actually like not only manage your company but on our, yeah, yeah exactly and jordan well, in the chat uh, a surprise podcast visitor also says to remember that they also bought king which owns candy crush and as jordan puts it candy crush makes more money than cod and wow put together and costs right. roughly six dollars to manage <laughs> and and i would add outside of maybe minecraft like and minecraft is a game that stretches into mobile but is like I and also, Minecraft doesn't have like microtransactions to the gr- degree that Candy Crush does. Right. Like entering into the mobile market has historically been for a lot of publishers and stuff, a totally different ballgame than the yeah. console market. Things work a lot differently. So there's a lot from a strictly business perspective to like about the opportunity. If you're at Microsoft, if and you're, yeah, if you're a pro Microsoft being a bigger, yeah, if you're stronger, a person in Microsoft, right. if you're a business person, executive, whatever, and you're trying to execute this. Now, I personally think that um, when we had that like conversation with Celia about like the ridiculous stuff you hear that happens in the games industry and how like that shouldn't even fly in a professional business environment. Um, while I am sure a company of Microsoft's size has crap in places, generally speaking, I think they are one of the better professional working environments in the gaming space. At least from so, existing public information, we haven't correct. heard anything. Yes. Um, so if I, I think that if I am a person at Activision and making this transition to the Xbox leadership from that perspective, from sort of 
uh, values of the company and maybe ethics of the company, I am very happy about the tra- the change, right? No, totally. And I mean, it's not like they don't already work for like a super enormous company. So it's not like it's like that big of a difference, right? It's not like they're going from being a small indie studio to being owned by Microsoft. They're going from being an enormous company to being an enormous company. So like, it's not like it's a huge change work-wise for them. It just might improve the leadership structures and the ethics structures that exist in the company. Yeah. So I think I agree for people inside of the, 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 the companies, it is beneficial. Uh, I'm not convinced that it is for everyone else though. Yeah. And we'll get to that for a second. I also, I just wanted to refer because when we were talking to Randy, he talked about how they like greenlit, tell me why knowing it wasn't going to be financially successful, but because they thought it was an important game to make. Right. Right. Um, transitioning from fucking a place where they're drunk and they crawl around to a place that like, even from a business perspective backs up values and ethics like that, yeah. I think is a big positive. I, I mean, I agree. I mean, all, all of this, all of that Microsoft evidence is anecdotal at best though. So like, who knows, but I, I agree just like from what is publicly available, it definitely is a, should be a better environment, you know? Right. Um, now, Okay, generally getting, yeah, thinking of it maybe more macro, um, this is in my, I, I call, I, I, we have it pinned in some message on the Discord. I called it the inevitable consolidation of intellectual property in the gaming industry. It's just a matter of time till somebody buys Sony, blah, blah, blah. But without getting into that conversation, the consolidation of intellectual property in the gaming industry, Skyler, good thing. I mean, I've ranted about this on many occasions it is a horrible thing. We're reducing competitiveness in the environment so people don't have to make as good of games. We are damaging indie studios chances of doing better because larger studios are gaining even more power on like overtaking the games industry, basically like um, I mean, we're seeing these large studios attempt to work with indies more often and support indies more often. And those movements are good. And hopefully those continue, you know, like if Epic didn't exist, Kao Koala wouldn't exist. So like, um, obviously there's good coming out of it, but in my mind, like why, why, why don't let this happen? Like you don't need these. I would rather have a bunch of smaller companies making great games than enormous companies making good games. Yeah, some people uh, today on Twitter were throwing around. Of course, these are it's like you know napkin math and stuff. But if you had that much money and you str- and you just split it among, gave a million dollars to a bunch of indies, indie studios, it's you know it's a ridiculous amount of studios and careers that you could help like take off right, right. with that same amount of money. Yes. like you know, yeah, like it'd be nice if. Uh, I think every indie studio would love a million dollars in funding. You know, they would not mind. <laughs> yeah. And that so, yeah. 70 billion is like, uh, that's a lot of indie studios you could give a million dollars to. Yeah. Right? I, of course, like it's, it's a reality of the system, right? Like the system is going I mean, it's to, it's what they choose to do. It's not really a reality of the system. It's Microsoft being greedy and wanting more money. I know, but like the system is sort of built to put pressure that way, right? Like Tencent's going to buy maybe something. It's either Tencent or you, right? Like, so you can be like, I don't want to be greedy and not spend the money. Okay. But Tencent will spend the money. But who cares? Like that's, I think, a huge problem though, in my mind with how companies view success. Like 
There's no reason Microsoft has to be bigger than Tencent. There's nothing. It's not necessarily bigger, there's right? No it's like they have to be more successful. Property, right? That starves your business model. But it doesn't. Microsoft's business model isn't starving. They're not starving at all. Yeah, I know, but that's the general premise. It's but like, I'm saying that they, premise is wrong. I don't believe in that premise, and I think it's a premise that pushes a lot of really problematic actions in capitalist society. Right, but that's what I'm saying. It's like this, it's a systemic, ever, like this system sort of. No, no, no. Seems I, to read it. I see what you're saying. I, I, but I, I think that people use that justification and say that the system necessitates that, but I don't really agree. Like companies can be successful without having infinite growth. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I do. F yeah. And I mean, we've talked about this before being a publicly traded company in the United States, at least. I mean, I'm thinking any kind of like public market, it's a short term growth mindset, like all right. the time. Right? right. Which is a huge so, problem. And that's why stuff like this happens. That doesn't need to happen. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and maybe in this that's case, we could say it is almost better than most situations because like I said, I was ready to just say, let Activision Blizzard die. This might give their IPs a chance to survive in an environment that isn't horrible. So that's like good. Like this could actually be a good yeah, thing. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Um, generally, one thing I want to say that I was thinking about because I just recently finished this Thinking in Systems book. No spoilers. I just started it. I won't. But <laughs> just one thing that Deanna met. Deanna Meadows? Oh, is it Deanna or Deanna? You, Sorry, with your history of pronouncing people's first names, I, I can't uh, I can't even hesitate. hesitate Meadows for sure is yes, the right yes, last Perfect. Thing. But she um she makes the point that a lot of times systems will have side effects that nobody intended, right? And from a especially in a creative environment, I do wonder. I our careers have been I mean, there's creative elements, it's, but it's an engineering firm. It's not, I, I don't know. I don't think it's necessarily as creative as a endeavor as a game studio. But I do wonder if you consolidate creative forces, is there a possibility, right? Like if, if everyone reports to, uh, not everyone, but if more people now than before report to like some common head of design, right? And that head of design has certain, even as much freedom as he tries to give teams, he has certain biases or right. you know feel certain ways towards certain things that influence how the creative teams are creative yep right and you're homogenizing the landscape creative process yes on accident right I, and maybe yes. even maybe even you're like yeah you could maybe be doing it on purpose but i'm talking about like even in the case where with your best intentions you're right. on accident doing it yes there is a consequence of homogenizing the creative environment totally you know? i mean that's the whole like view of the free market system right is that competition is what breeds innovation whether this is actually true or not and whether this actually works or not is a different story but that is the concept of like capitalist economic systems and like that's exactly what we're trying to avoid right is that you go to a single point of contact and you start homogenizing the environment. And also now nothing Microsoft does has to complete compete with anything Activision Blizzard does. So they're no longer influencing each other's innovation in a, like a, in that way. Yeah. It's weird. You, uh, it'd be fascinating if they ever like do talks on how they try and solve those problems, because you know that they're thinking about that based off of even just some, some of the stuff they have shared, but um yeah 
Yeah. I mean, we talked to Randy about like how much does the user research team influence like the creative process at a studio. And he talked about how they try and like kind of let the studios guide it. But there's like I'm saying, there's this side having, you know, freaking Randy and his amazing team is maybe a great (laughs) side effect. But even there, it's like even if you don't ask them for user research as a design studio, you might be like, you know. What's leadership going to think about the fact that we're not utilizing user No, right. And then if you do utilize them, you're ending up probably using either similar people with similar biases or similar data sets. Like you're ending up homogenizing the software even because you could likely end up all on similar engines or types of uh, APIs or tools. Technical debt aspect of not uh, and technical debt is like maybe technical stifling even too. Yeah, like. I was just thinking about it. Like, what if, like, the engineering team, you know, I don't know, for one section, I don't know. There's an initiative to, um, we're key, all homogenized has been the word of the podcast so far, but like, you try and consolidate the engines everybody's using, right? Right. And so it's like, everybody either use, I'm making this up. I'm not mm-hmm. saying they're saying this, Unreal Engine or Slip Space Engine, right? You know, one of the two. And then all of a sudden, Maybe with for very good reasons, you've accidentally, uh, you know, limited creativity over here, right? Right, or something. Well, I think it's for so, it's intentionally. They want them all to use the same engines for whatever belief. Yeah, I they would, are like if I don't. I think that saying they're doing it accidentally is like not giving their brains it, enough credit. Like they can the think about these side effects, but it's is not. The, they can think about these consequences and consider these in advance. These are smart people. Like they don't get a pass for me to say these are unintentional consequences. You should be thinking about these things. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, I you're right. I think that the general point is the accidental homogenization, even with the best of intentions. That's the thing I've been thinking about, right? Yeah. It's like you, systems it's con you have so many fucking people working under all those studios now you're bound to accidentally have tons of side effects right towards um even just you know normally chum humming along right like we i mean we see it in our work all the time it's like you it, that shit just happens at a certain scale it happens even more frequently so i i don't know i think that's a negative for sure well, yeah. another thing another little detail that's negative that i hadn't really i had th- hadn't thought about the details until somebody tweeted it today uh somebody who works at used to work at 343 who i follow tweeted about the reality of contract work for microsoft which Mm -hmm. is very similar to like contracting work anywhere where uh, in the games industry for those who don't know it's really common for games to have contractors especially these triple a studios especially art Right, because the way the production cycle works is basically there's periods in the production cycle where you don't need like a full staff of everybody pumping out content because you're still in pre-production phase. You're still trying to figure out what the game is. You're trying to figure out the mechanics, blah, blah. Then you land on that and then you just pump out content. And that's right. where you bring in your contractors and they help you, you know, make everything. Um, generally speaking, the max contract length, I think uh, this person was saying was 18 months. Uh-huh. And when it expires, you can't, work at a microsoft studio for six months after that that's strange well it's probably i'm guessing this is something about contractor law that prevents them from being oh because then they're basically having a full-time job there that's my guess right that makes sense i don't know i don't know contract law good enough so 
with Microsoft buying more people, there's less places to jump to for six months. <laughs> oh, I see. So you're saying like if I'm a Microsoft contractor and I usually go over to Activision to work on Call of Duty and then come back and work on Microsoft Gears of War again, now I'm fucked. Now, yeah, now they're now, all Microsoft. Right. Now I got to go work so. on Valorant with Tencent. Uh-oh. Right. So, you know, you know, that's uh interesting uh, you could you could say maybe um, Microsoft. Uh, you want to hear some other thing I have in the event that Microsoft wants to build out an Xbox Metaverse. Okay, this is definitely <laughs> going to be favorable to that. More intellectual properties that you can poke around with yeah. in their Metaverse. Right? Disgusting. Well, then they might need more full time employees for that. Uh, who knows? Yeah. So maybe more contractors could be full time. <laughs> I don't know, but that is a thing. Like if I was a contractor right now, I would. That'd be a big deal for me. No, that is. I I had never, I didn't even know about that, but that's definitely an interesting consideration. So, um, next I was going to say my opinion as a person playing game pass. Do you want to say something else before I transition? No, we can talk about game pass. Um, go ahead. You start. No, just that game pass now gets even more shit. Um, it, and it's, uh, I know now it's talking to people on Instagram. We have a lot of people on Instagram who are, I'd say that, that big console shooter demographic, right? Yep. They play a lot of COD battlefield halo. Um, and this is like game pass has entered. I'm for sh- uh, uh, Yes. I'm absolutely doing it territory now that you have COD and halo in it. And them, isn't right? battlefield. It can't, isn't the EA pass like part of it or something. So you can, I think it is, but I don't know if like the latest Battlefield, for example, comes out day and date on it. I know, but EA Pass is part of it, Um, uh, or at least was. Who knows? Maybe they dropped it. I didn't. I don't play a lot of EA, so I don't know. But I'm pretty sure Battlefield 2042 10 hour trial is on Game Pass, and then if you pay for EA Play, you get the full game. Oh shit! Okay, so. Um, it looks or maybe I. It's hard to tell. I I any, really yeah. do more research, but anyway, yeah, that's crazy. Like that if if that doesn't scream monopoly to you, I don't know what it does. You know what I mean? I mean, they definitely the the remaining shooters they don't in, own are CS:GO and, and Valorant. Riot and Valorant. Yep, that's correct. And those and are completely never, different games. Those are tactical are. and Rainbow Six Siege, right? That's right. Sorry, but Rainbow all of Six. those are tactical Rainbow shooters. As far as uh arena shooters i guess or like whatever console you would shooters. call bad console shooters I yeah mean, Rainbow Six gets played on console a lot but, but um yeah especially csgo and valorant are like yeah exclusive but yeah you're right console shooters they basically have a monopoly on those now and game pass specifically has a monopoly on those and we've talked about our opinions on game pass before and how it's complicated whether game pass is a good thing for developers or not i think we we still don't really have enough data to know honestly yeah, the thing I think is it, the more that v- Game Pass gets valuable for consumers, the more an impetus there is to getting in there for an indie dev, in my opinion. No, true. And more of an impetus for other companies to start their own Game Passes. But honestly, that yeah, seems that's impossible at this point. I think... It, it, well, so you, what do you mean? Like, like, for, Sony, like Sony. Right. One? I th- they are. They are. Did you know that they are the they even started pulling PS Now um, cards from um, 
Europe, I think, because they're getting ready to launch their Game Pass competitor. Well, I thought their Game Pass was only backwards compatible like PS4 games, but it didn't have any yes, PS5 games a, on it. They're gonna do a they're gonna do something bigger than that. I is, see. It's on the way. I see, um, I see. Yeah. So, but I don't know. Like with the monopoly levels of games that are on Xbox Game Pass, it feels almost impossible for them to compete. It's sort of like Steam almost to me at this point. Like Steam is so far ahead of the curve on video game marketplaces on PC that it basically is impossible to compete with them. Mm-hmm. Um, without just giving away shit tons of free stuff, which is what Epic tries to do and still is not really competing. Um, so, so what if Sony bought some people? This is not great. We already talked about why that's not good <laughs> from a j- macro, you know, gaming landscape perspective. But if we're talking from a businessy Game Pass competitor, how to build a Game Pass competitor perspective, right? Um, some people were throwing around numbers like Square Enix, which in my th- opinion would make a lot of sense to go with Sony. Like if Sony were to go buy somebody, Square Enix would make like, but they don't need to buy them. They could just contract with them and put their games on the thing anyway. They could, but I, I don't know, man. Like, is there, I don't know. I have no idea how these contracts work, but if I'm Square Enix and they're and Sony's like, okay, we're not going to buy you. We're just, we're going to sign this contract for, I don't know how much money. Um, and then they say, but we are, we want to add a clause that you're not allowed to go to Microsoft no matter what. If I'm Square Enix, I'm like, no, fuck you. Like, if Microsoft comes to me for 40 billion, I'm going. Right. You know sure, what I mean? sure, sure. I understand. So, meaning I, it, it might be hard for them I, to lock them down. I'm not out here to give strategic advice to rich people to make them more rich. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. Square Enix, I just, I feel like. Already in the last generation, um, I, I and I think it's cool, Sony kind of sniffed out. I don't know if sniffed out is the right word, but they really committed to sing, like really premium single player experiences. And yes. even in the face of a, the previous generation that was really kind of indicating that these like live service things were maybe the way to go yep. from business. So in a very commendable fashion, they stuck to premium single player experiences. They pumped out bangers after bangers. And um, I would say it, I I was actually literally talking to somebody about this. He was telling me, I like playing single player games. Which one should I buy Xbox or PlayStation? I told him you should play PlayStation. Xbox is like, if you want to play your shooters, your multiplayer stuff, your halo, your whatever Xbox is your thing. Um, it remains to be seen if some of their studios are going to be able to pull off like compelling single player experiences. But Sony has been consistently making great experiences over there. And like they were saying the, some of the remaining interesting first single player experiences that they thought like red deads and stuff like that, you could play on both. So um, maybe, I don't know. I don't know. But like Sony goes kind of, if if the if you had like an Xbox Game Pass, which is more your multiplayer shit, and then your single player shits in the Sony one, you know what I mean? Like if you kind of niche that way, I think that might be a, a differentiator. I think for a person, it's like if yeah, I want to play, if I I'm would, on PC, well, I'm I would just Steam buy guy. neither. <laughs> like I've well, already done. Want, well, I'm saying if you wanted to for a month play the new one, right? That would I be guess. like, or I would just buy the game. <laughs> what if they don't let you you have to buy it through an nft to get into their yeah. metaverse then i'm color. then i'm not playing triple a games anymore sorry 
it's up to I'm us out. to make the I'm games. Um, no, I think um, that why doesn't Sony just give, you know, distribute $70 billion among uh, 70,000 indie studios, a million dollars each. And then they have there's 70,000 or whatever, 7,000, whatever the math is games to go on their game pass. Hey, maybe. Right. Like, come on. <laughs> there you go. That's 7,000 good games. Just buy Annapurna. Well, don't buy Annapurna. Just give all their studios a million dollars. Put them on your game pass. I think it would be very interesting. If Sony if came and gave us a million dollars, you know we're going on their game pass. No, I know, but I but I'm just like literally thinking about it, right? That would be very interesting. All of a sudden you just like kind of dominate the creative chunk of the market. I don't know. It's not right. like the other and guys. You don't even need like to like compete. take control over them at all. You just give them the money, you make a contract to go on the thing, and there you go. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I would just, much more support efforts like that. Rich people richer. No, okay. that advice helps the indie studios much more than it helps Sony, in my opinion. Okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I, I mean, it's, it's not good. It's not bad. It's rich people being rich. It really doesn't affect us that much at all. You know what I mean? It's just like shit happening. That doesn't really matter. All the games will probably stay basically the same. If you're on Game Pass, you can play Call of Duty for your Game Pass fee for now. That's probably the big difference that the majority of people are going to experience from this acquisition, right? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. I think like um, I was talking to some Call of Duty friends. I think this is great for Call of Duty, for example. If you're a fan of some of those intellectual properties that recently have suffered, Call of Duties have just been pumping out booty for a while. I mean, Modern Warfare was received well and all that stuff. But most of the time, people are just like, eh, it's a new one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now they don't need to put pump out a new one every year. You can let that intellectual property well, breathe. We don't know if that's part. actually going to happen, though. I, I'm going to guess that whatever's in production right now is just going to be seen through, you know, and then we'll see. Yeah, I will be very surprised if we don't see the same release cycle from Call of Duty. I would be very okay. impressed if that okay. happens, but I currently don't really see that happening. Here's okay. So, and here's my, my gut. Here's what I think. I think they will, they'll finish out whatever's in production on whatever cycle it's on. They'll ship those or give them more time. If at the end it looks like they need them. So that might be the next couple, you know, there's three studios. Let's say the next three years, it's going to be like that. So you might still have yearly releases for the next two or three years. Then you will see a break in the annual cycle release. And let's say five-ish years from now, a Call of Duty is going to come out that people are going to widely regard as like the best one since like the old ones. Okay. Mark my words. Okay. Consider them marked. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I actually think it is a big deal. I think it's uh, I think it's starting. It's going to accelerate the consolidation of things. There's a guy. Okay, I don't know what we can. His name's Gary Witta. He uh, used to be a big reporter somewhere. I can't remember his name. And he said today, if you think the he was the former PC game gamer, PC gamer editor in chief, okay. former, not there anymore. And he said today, um, if you thought the Xbox Activision was the biggest gaming news story of the day slash week, just you wait. He said, okay. So we don't know what DT has. 
later today <laughs> or later is he this just week. trying to get twitter clout who knows that's right that's yeah, right yeah. we don't know maybe he knows that sony's gonna buy annapurna and they're gonna buy all those things like you said they shouldn't they're gonna do it all yep and uh anyway we'll yeah, see yeah we can only hope that we get to a future where all these companies get fucking destroyed but for now this is how we have to live yeah i don't think it's gonna happen. I, I know it will be a long time from now if it does, yeah, there's not not a fan of companies. Not, not a fan. Not even a little he, bit. He does not like them. I'm happy for people who maybe are transitioning to a much better work environment. Hopefully, you know um, who we should talk to about this. Our boy Joe. Winter. Yeah. Why? Why? Why would we ask him? No, Joe. No, wait, not Joe. The guy who worked at Blizzard, who moved to work at Blizzard. Oh, I'm sorry, Joe Belzec. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We should we should talk to him. He's working at Blizzard right now. Because we, we didn't talk to him, him about the the you know the bad stuff, but now this is no, maybe a good talk. stuff to. talk I know to. how he feels about that stuff because I follow him on Twitter. Right. Like he was right there with everybody, with right? Whatever. Um, but yeah, this uh, could be an interest. Getting his opinion on this could be very interesting if he's allowed to talk about it. Yeah, that'd be cool. Anyway, where can people find us if they want to argue with me about capitalism? You can find us at kokoalaentertainment.com. There you have links to most importantly our Discord. That's where you can find Skyler. We're always pretty available there. Um, And you can chit-chat with him about capitalism. You can (laughs) chit-chat with him about his favorite game of all time, Bioshock Infinite slash Outer Wilds. Also, God of War rapidly creeping up my top games. I think it's already in my top 10 and I'm only like halfway done. (laughs) Yeah, if you want to hang out with us live right now we if you're listening to this on audio we live stream most mondays <laughs> we've been bad uh, lately, when but. we're not slammed with trying to make some agora deadlines speaking of which we are making a game it's called agora it's single player physics fps for pc and xbox maybe it's going to be on game pass you don't know we don't or even. on sony pass or our or on sony pass or on mini pass or on That's steam pass <laughs> Dude, I wonder what Valve thinks of all this. No stuff, one man. knows what Valve yeah. thinks about anything, like, dude. Gaben's like sitting there on all of this, like sitting on Half Life Three, you know, <laughs> and he, and sitting on Portal Three, and like they have just and Left such, 4 Dead Three and uh, every other. Th- there are so many threes that maybe he's just like saving that in his back pocket in case like Epic goes big you know Epic right they're Storm. gonna release the orange box uh three right because or was there only one uh, whatever the next orange box which was the original thing that half-life 2 was bundled in it had like peggle and other shit in yes. it yeah, yeah 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 they're gonna release the orange okay. box two and that's gonna have half-life three left for dead three and portal three in it and dota okay, three so- and csgo three because counter-strike goes technically csgo two and um and, yeah there you go yeah okay I'm just this is totally bullshit. If Half-Life 3 gets announced, it's on PC. No shoot, well, you know, let's say it does. How many copies does it sell in the first 24 hours? What? There are about I think it I think recently they said a new record of like 150 some million monthly users on Steam or something. I, what do you think? Uh 120 million active users on a daily basis. I'm sorry. 120 million on a daily <laughs> basis. Uh, How many half-lives do you think they sell in 24 hours? 30 to 40 I think like million? 
I was thinking 75 plus. Man. Yeah, I, 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 a ton. It would be I like mean, it, first that, and that's fucking but crazy. There has been basically no evidence that they are making Half Life Three. In fact, there's been evidence well, like, to, to the evidence to the contrary. Yeah. In fact, right? Yeah. They don't. They don't need to. Absolutely not at all. I'm just bullshitting here. I'm just saying yeah. they did. I think, and it was good. Half-Life and it was Alex a battle royale. They would then. <laughs> oh my god! Please no. A Half Life battle royale. Everyone's got a gravity gun. gun? That would you be sick, fucking, dude. Like, shoot a guy. You project him over there into the spikes or some shit. Uh, <laughs> Alex was amazing. I just watched people play it, and it's the only thing outside of Beat Saber I've ever watched that made me want to play VR. There you go. All right. Anyway, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you guys next please week. Please wish list Agora. It would be really helpful. Yeah, please wish list Agora. Bye. And come to GDC Bye. and play Agora. Just kidding. Yeah, Only if you're from Microsoft, can you play? laptops at GDC with Agora on them. Okay? Yep. If you want to play it, cough up the money to yep. GDC. Not us. We don't make any money off of that. Um, yeah. Yep. Definitely not. We're going broke. <laughs> okay. <laughs> See you. Bye.